This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So two nights ago, I asked you why you're still here. I have another question for you. Why should Allah forgive you? That's a question. Yes, why should Allah forgive you? Because He's the most forgiving. Can you come here? MashaAllah. Assalamu alaikum. Everyone look in this room of uh, hundreds of people. MashaAllah, he got the answer right. Takbir. <laughs> You're good now. Zakallah <laughs> khair. May Allah bless you and bless your family. Everyone heard his answer? Because Allah is the most forgiving. It sounds simple enough, and subhanAllah, it's easy for us to come up with that answer and just say, because Allah is most merciful and because Allah is most forgiving. But how forgiving is Allah and how good or how bad do I have to be to actually exclude myself from the mercy of Allah? Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahimahullah, he said in his farewell speech, he said, قَدْ قَابَ وَخَسَرْ مَنْ خَرَجَ عَنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ That verily he has failed and he has lost. The one who managed to escape the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be excluded from the mercy of Allah, Though it encompasses all things. And he managed to miss a Jannah, he managed to lose out on his spot in paradise that is as expansive as the heavens and the earth. We just went over Surah Zumar and we just covered what is known as Arja Ayah, the most hopeful ayah in the entire book of Allah. Now, to qualify as the most hopeful ayah in the book of Allah requires a lot. There are a lot of verses of mercy in the Qur'an. There are a lot of verses of hope in the Qur'an. There are a lot of verses about Jannah in the Qur'an. But arja ayah, the verse that gives the most hope in the Qur'an, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا Say, O oh my servants who have transgressed against themselves, do not despair from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah forgives all sins and Allah is ghafoorun rahim. Allah is ever forgiving and ever merciful. If you were to examine this ayah in a technical way, you could derive all sorts of gems. Seriously, a tafsir of this ayah could last us through the entire month of Ramadan. Notice that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِي So say, O oh my servants. Why? Because when you feel like you're despairing from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know what starts happening? You start feeling guilty for making dua. You start feeling guilty for asking Allah for forgiveness and mercy. Who am I? I mean, I don't feel worthy of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness and mercy anymore. I've really, really messed up badly. I've really, really tanked in my spirituality. So Allah says, say to my servants who have transgressed against themselves. You're still the ibad of Allah. You're still the slaves of Allah and the worshippers of Allah and the servants of Allah. No matter how bad you've gotten, you're still His ibad. Allah did not stop ascribing you to Him. So why should you stop ascribing yourself to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala? If the Lord of the world is telling you, don't stop ascribing yourself to me, why should you cut off the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Don't despair from the mercy of Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Allah forgives all sins. If you realize here 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say, don't despair from the mercy of Allah because you'll get better. Don't despair from the mercy of Allah because at least you still pray. Don't despair from the mercy of Allah because at least you fast Ramadan. Don't despair from the mercy of Allah because at least you're a Muslim. Don't despair from the mercy of Allah because Allah forgives all sins, not because you're deserving of His mercy. Don't despair from the mercy of Allah, not because you deserve that mercy, but because Allah's mercy is so encompassing that it encompasses all of us who in reality are not deserving of His mercy. That's why you don't despair from the mercy of Allah. Not because you deserve it, but because Allah is most merciful. Because He is inherently most merciful and inherently all-forgiving. SubhanAllah, this ayah means so much. It is so profound and so deep. If we take a moment to internalize it, you really don't need an elaborate tafsir of it. Each and every single one of us has experienced low points in our iman. Where we felt distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and where we felt like we were really, really, really bad and we wondered if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was angry with us and we wondered if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would forgive us and we wondered if we were doomed and preparing or being prepared for destruction. And suddenly all of those ahadith about the man that killed 99 people and all those ahadith about the man that asked for his kids to cremate him so that he wouldn't have to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, suddenly all of those are not relevant to you anymore. And I want you to realize that when you look at the ahadith of the Prophet ﷺ, the types of people that Allah has forgiven are far worse than you and I. The types of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven are far worse than you and I. Is anyone in here a serial killer? Please do identify yourself so that we got the police outside, mashallah. Any one of you a serial killer? Can I I'm I'm kind of uncomforted. No one's giving me a no. Has anyone in here killed people? Okay, good. Alhamdulillah. For the half of you that didn't nod your heads, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive you. But seriously, who killed a hundred people? Who lives their life? You know, we fall, and, and some people, subhanAllah, I mean, the zina of the eye, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that as the, as the time comes near, that each person would have their hav of zina. They would have their portion of adultery. Some of us, it would be the adultery of the eyes. Some of it the adultery of the tongue by flirting. Some of it the adultery of the hands. And some of it the worst of it all. Complete adultery, complete zina. Everyone will fall into these traps. Riba will exist and riba, the entire system that we live in, is built upon interest. And everyone will have the dust of riba on them. Everyone will have the dust of usury on them. But you know what? It was never about you and I. It was never about us deserving that mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's because Allah is merciful. And Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu was asked, what is the greatest ibadah, the greatest act of worship of the heart, their ibadatul qulub, the acts of worship of the heart. He said, if there was one thing you could prepare for your meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else, al-husn al-dhan billah. Expect well of Allah. Don't let people stand in between you and the mercy of Allah. Remember, that's the man who killed a hundred people and went to the scholar. What did the scholar tell him? Who can stand between you and the mercy of Allah? Don't let people make you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a wrathful, vengeful God that is unforgiving and merciless, that has placed impossible standards on us 
and that will punish us. And if we, if we escape sin from this direction, we'll fall into it in this direction and Allah will punish us because of that. Don't let anyone turn your perception of Allah into a God that did not create you and a God that does not love you and a God does, that does not sustain you. Don't let anyone convince you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive you. If there is one thing you could prepare for this night, this is the 23rd night, a very likely night to be Laylatul Qadr. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to, 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 to witness it and to be forgiven by it. Allahumma ameen. The one thing you could prepare for tonight is an expectation to be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not like when we read the verses of the Qur'an or the ahadith, it's like, okay, if, you, if you're praying this much, then you're subject to the mercy of Allah, but you're starting to slip, that's really, really, really bad. It's not like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala measures it by sin. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is infinite. SubhanAllah, last night, Shaykh Yasser spoke about the benevolence and the mercy of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Fatih Mecca, in the conquest of Mecca. That the Prophet sallallahu was willing to stand in front of those people that did all sorts of horrific things to him, and was willing to let it go even as he stood in the place where that pain was caused to him. At Safa. The same place. You know, when you go back to your place of trauma and your place of pain, you're more likely to be reminded of that pain and vengeance will really kick in, even if you were able to ignore it for some time. Even as he was standing in the place where pain was caused to him, where things were said to him, he was able to forgive them alayhi salatu wasalam. Yusuf alayhi salam, the one who the Prophet sought inspiration from. Yes, even the Prophet sought inspiration from the Prophets that came before him. And mentioned, Rahimallahu Akhi Musa, may Allah have mercy on my brother Musa. He was harmed with much worse than this. Fasabar, but he was patient. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on my brother Yunus and my brother Yusuf. When Yusuf was able to stand in front of his brothers and forgive them, even though they didn't really sincerely ask for Forgiveness. What made those men so forgiving? It was their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you think that the Prophet of Allah is more merciful than Allah Himself? Do you think that the Prophet is capable of showing mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not capable of showing? You ask yourself this question. And you don't do that to belittle sin. You do that to feel shy from sinning. You know, at some point, you have to have such a good opinion of Allah and such a loving opinion of Allah that you're actually shy from sinning. It's not just, I'm going to be punished and if I do this, then this is going to happen to me and if I do this, then this is going to happen to me. At some point, haya has to stop you. Your, your sense of modesty and shame has to stop you. Why? Because you know that Allah is so merciful and has overlooked so much that you feel ashamed to continue to disobey Him. At some point, that has to kick in, and it can't just always be, well, if I do this much sin, or this many good deeds, or so on and so forth. When you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are meeting a Lord that is merciful. And I just want to, with just my last thoughts on this topic in particular. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you realize in this equation, He completely removed it from us. It's not that Allah forgives all of your sins, it's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all the minor sins. It's not that Allah forgives certain major sins. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Allah forgives all sins. He didn't ascribe the sin to you. He ascribed you to Him. But He didn't ascribe the sin to you. I want you to think with this thought for a moment. 
shaytan, Iblis felt entitled because of his good deeds. So he got it wrong there. If you think that you deserve Allah's mercy because you're praying tarawih, you're wrong. You're wrong. You deserve, or, or you are entitled to Allah's mercy because of him, not because of you. Iblis thought that because of his good deeds, all, after all those years, he was more entitled. He was entitled to a position. And in Surah Al-Zumar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a person who thinks that their goodness in life, إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيْتُهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ I got this because of my own doing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shamed him, and humiliated him, and disgraced him. It wasn't about your good deeds. Wallahi, if you worshipped Allah for 10,000 years, you still don't deserve Jannah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will still give it to you, because Jannah was not about you, it was about him the entire time. So Iblis messed up when he was doing good, by thinking that his good deeds were his salvation. And Iblis messed up when he did bad, by not turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ablasa min rahmatillah. He despaired from the mercy of Allah. Not once did he turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, Oh Allah, forgive me. And one of the most profound statements that I ever read, it's a sharh of a hadith in Sahih Muslim. It's very, very powerful. The Prophet said that shaitan cries when he sees you making sujood, when he sees you prostrating. Shaitan sees you in taraweeh and shaitan knows I used to be like that too. I used to be someone that used to worship Allah all day and night. Shaitan sees you doing these ibadat and staying close to Allah and enjoying that mercy of Allah and counting on the mercy of Allah. And Shaitan knows, I used to be there too. I messed it up. So every time he sees you making sujood, اعتزل الشيطان يبكي يقول أمر بالسجود فسجد وأمرت فعصيت. He says he was commanded to make sujood and he did what he was commanded to do. And I was commanded and I turned away. So he cries about it. But what doesn't shaitan do? He doesn't turn back to Allah. He just sticks, stays at crying. You can't stay at crying. You have to reverse course. And as long as Allah sees you on that course, it doesn't matter how far you are along that course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. And that's why immediately after this ayah, وَأَنِيبُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ وَأَسْلِمُوا لَهُ Turn back to your Lord. Subhanallah. In the previous ayah, Allah ascribed, He said, Ibadi, my servants. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking directly to you. Anibu ila rabbikum. Come back to your Lord. Come back to your Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala. Come back to your sustainer. Allah will forgive you. Allah will show mercy upon you. If Allah could forgive that guy and that guy and that lady and, and that murderer and that prostitute and whatever it is, why can't Allah forgive you and I? So tonight, Develop a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and depend on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remove your deeds from the equation and say, Ya Allah, I know this taraweeh is not enough. I know this ibadah is not enough. And I know my sins are plentiful. But when I compare the amount of my sins to the amount of your mercy, then I always see that your mercy overtakes my sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put husn al-dhan billah, to put a good assumption of Him, a good expectation of Him in our hearts. And we ask Allah not to disappoint us on the Day of Judgment. We ask Allah to put that goodness, that good perception in our hearts. And we ask Allah not to disappoint us on the Day of Judgment. We ask Allah that when we find him on the day of judgment, and I am as my servant 
assumes of me, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He shows us even more mercy than we expected of Him. And that He shows us even more forgiveness than what we expected of Him. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts even more good deeds in our scale that we even imagined. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us when we turn away from Him and to not let us die in that state of heedlessness or insistence upon sin. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullahu khayran wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. As-salamu alaykum. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>